Jet Pilots and other podcast listeners, welcome to this special edition of PyRap. Uh, my name's Captain Chris Thal. I'm joined here today by Captain Bernie. How you doing, Bernie? Chris, uh, good to be here. It's just the two of us here, folks, today. We just stepped out of negotiations doing uh, a duet, if you will. I just wanted to take a moment and update our, our members as the negotiations progress. Before we do that, uh, Bernie, I'd like to just talk about the, the May 8th pick at a big event for our pilots. Uh, how did it go in Calgary? You know what? We had about 300 pilots uh, right across the North American uh, airline gamut. It, it was fantastic. A uh, bit of a cloudy day, but uh, the excitement was there. The commitment from our pilots were there. Great event all around. Uh, I'm so proud of our pilots uh, that they put on that, that display of, uh, of unity and, uh, and resolve, and it was great. Alexis was there as well. He saw it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we've seen pictures from Vancouver. Unfortunately, neither you or I were there, but uh, what a show from Vancouver. I mean, for being the smallest base, uh, I mean, they had, what, upwards of 175 or so pilots out there picketing line, which was awesome. Absolutely. And then Toronto, you were there, Chris. How did that go? I mean, probably better than Calgary because it's Toronto, but... Ah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure about that, Chris. You know, Toronto was great, Burn. Uh, there was over 300 people in Toronto. Great show. Uh, the airport was happy. The pilots were happy. It, it was. It went off without a hitch. It was fantastic. We had so much support, as did you, I'm sure, in Calgary. Uh, airlines such as Sunwing, Encore, Delta, to, to name a few. So uh, Southwest was there. It was awesome. And you know what? The total number amongst the three bases was near 800 pilots. So, yeah, like... Uh, like we've been saying, just a great show of uh, unity and support from our pilots and pilots right across uh, North America. It was really fantastic. It was cool. The one question, burn that I got asked when I was doing one of the media interviews is there were so many people lined up in front of Terminal 3 in Toronto. They looked at me and said, so where are the rest of the, like, who's flying the airplanes? They were so confused because the line literally went to the under end of the terminal. So, And again, that comes back to the professionalism of our pilot group, right? The guys that were supposed to be flying, they went in and flew. That was actually one of the first questions that I answered. I, I guess I preemptively answered. I, I said, yeah, you know, we've got a great show of support of the pilots here, and, uh, and none of them were actually scheduled to work today. And one of the reporters said, I was actually going to ask that question. So, yeah. <laughs> you got ahead of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I seen on social media after scrolling through it uh, after our event, I mean, there was a number of pilots that were working. So uh, thank you to those pilots, that, like Bernie mentioned. And thank you to those pilots who spent the time and actually were able to share some of our social media campaign on the various platforms. So very positive. I think we sent a very strong message, Burn. Uh, speaking of sending a strong message, uh, as I said, we've just stepped out of the negotiations room. Uh, we're set up in a hotel here, sitting on a couch with all the podcast equipment, Bernie and I. And uh, Bernie, can you can you spend a minute here just describing to the members and, and other podcast listeners what exactly is going on? I mean, today is, for, for reference, uh, it's Saturday afternoon, 3 p.m. out here in Markham, Ontario. Yeah, so uh, Chris, as you know, the negotiators all got out here on Monday Monday evening. Uh, they were at the picket line in Toronto. You got out here on Tuesday morning, and I got out here on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, all the ALPA support staff are here as well, and uh, our LEC reps all just uh, showed up uh, within the last two days. As far as the negotiations, uh, you know, comprehensive passes have been going back and forth from the company to us and, and vice versa. Uh, we're making progress, but it is painfully slow progress. Hopefully that'll pick up as, uh, as we uh, get into the last few days here before, uh, before the cooling off period ends. 
Okay. You know, Bern, you mentioned comprehensive passes. I mean, you and I know what that means, but what does that mean to the podcast listeners? What is a comprehensive pass? What does that look like? Yeah, a comprehensive pass is basically multiple articles with costing included. So they're the big kind of uh, big ticket uh, items that we're we're looking at. And uh, usually they are left to to the end game. So that's where we are now. Okay. And you've also mentioned that, you know, things are slow. And, and I mean, it again, it's Saturday afternoon. Why would things be slow on a Saturday afternoon as we creep towards basically a self-help position? Well, you know what? The, uh, the pace is actually fairly quick. It's just uh, I, the company is not as keen to move to us as, uh, as we need them to be. Uh, but again, we've been talking about the gap that's uh, between us and the North American carriers by large. That gap has to narrow, if not close, and, and we're working hard to, to achieve uh, that narrowing of that gap. Uh, it can be painful at times, as you know, Chris. I do know. You know, I, I had an interesting interview yesterday with uh, some folks out from the East Coast, and they have limited WestJet service as it is. And, and part of this growth plan that we keep talking about is those people are looking forward to seeing more WestJet airplanes and, and increased capacity, whether it's to Toronto, wh- wherever it may be. But they want to see service in places such as Moncton, right, Burns? So uh, part of this contract is making sure that the pilots can actually help support this plan that's making Canadians, you know, possibly rely on us once again. 100% Chris we want to be part of this growth story that's been touted time and time again right and uh, and we're working on a path forward for that for WestJet to once again grow as opposed to shrink as we lose pilots uh, due to the wages and working conditions yeah and so we come to the end game we got a few days left here we're, we're held up in the hotel till uh, the 16th at this point is the plan and so over the next couple of days how do you see this looking uh, it's going to be tedious, but uh, hopefully the pace picks up a little bit. Um, do you want to talk about uh, the, the fact that we haven't issued a strike notice yet or the company hasn't issued a, a lockout notice? Yeah, I, I think both parties recognize that there's still a lot of language and, and a lot of numbers, quite frankly, to, to come a little bit closer on. But there is some progress. And, and I think by both parties not saying, hey, we're going on strike and we're going on lockout, it shows the engagement level. And I, I do see the engagement level here at the hotel, uh, even just bumping into someone uh, from the company in, in the elevator, that sort of thing. So I, th- I think there's movement. I think there's enough pace. And I believe that as we get closer to the deadline, Bernie, we're going to see a lot more movement from them a lot quicker. I agree, Chris. You know, I just want to change direction here a little bit. And uh, the company, they've been putting a lot of communications out recently. Do you want to delve into that a little bit there, Chris? Uh, Not really, but I mean, we've seen the communications. And I think we all have to acknowledge that, you know, to be fair, we've put up billboards. We've done a great job of marketing our position. And this is just them doing the same. So I would just ask the pilots and other podcast listeners, when you see this, you know, let's ignore it. Let's stay the course. We know exactly what our value is. And let's remember what that is. There's been websites talking about single sources of truth. And (laughs) we've seen this back in the the days before we certified, right, with single source of truth websites. I managed to log on to it there uh, yesterday when it came out in an email, and it's got a Q&A, Bernie, and it's got, it's got three questions. Three um, questions, eh? And I, I, they're not even really answered, to be fair. So, I mean, they're trying. There's just not a lot of information for our passengers that have travel plans on us. So, Bernie, what do we tell those people? I mean, they're definitely going to be listening to this podcast. If someone's got a flight here either middle of next week or possibly on the main long weekend, what are we saying? We don't really have the information that they need. Uh, and I would just encourage them to call the company because obviously that website is not built to give them the answers that they need. Uh, the one thing I, I, I will also mention is that we haven't really been responding to a lot of Alexis's posts and whatnot, and that is somewhat on, on purpose. And I believe, Chris, that in my mind, we know who the pilots are listening to. We know who the public is listening to. 
and it's not a Lexus. So do you want to expand on that at all? Yeah, I agree. I think we've built a, a lot of trust and, and maybe more than us building the trust, it's been WestJet that's done a lot of damage to the brand, whether it's been to some of these outages or the Christmas fiasco. Um, they hadn't treat the passengers the way that they should have been. And so I think part of that is is how they're looking well now we really see it. We've seen true colors, and we are hoping to change that. And part of this agreement does bring us back to we want people to get to where they want to go on time. We want to offer reliable service, right? Talking about reliable service, I'll read you one of these questions, Bernie. It's on the website, and it says, can I change or cancel my existing booking? And this is a great question, right? Because obviously, isn't that what all of our passengers are asking themselves right now? So yeah. uh, essentially a non-answer, but it says, yes, at this time, a regular fair guidelines apply for changes or cancellations. So hang on a second. Let's, let's break that down. At this time, regular fair guidelines apply for changes or cancellations. So does that mean they're not doing anything for the uncertainty that is possibly to come next week? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's basically what the website is saying, right? Not the way I'd answer it. And I think no. that's probably why they're looking elsewhere for, let's call it the source of truth. So... Either way, we move on. Uh, we have to get back to the room, and we're going to refocus our energy towards bringing this uh, North American standard contract to our pilots. We are hopeful to have something to bring to you, something for you to read in the coming days, hopefully. And uh, we have our negotiating team committed to that table 24-7. I know we've been working, Bernie, till uh, the, you know 2 or 3 in the morning lately, and we plan to continue that as long as there, there's progress going on. Yeah, Chris, I, I, I do want to... Put a shout out there to our our negotiators, our SMEs who've been coming in, the scheduling reps, the uh, the safety fellas. Uh, everyone has worked together really as a team here into the early hours of the morning, getting up early in the morning as well. It's been a team effort and uh, it's been a long slog, but uh, hopefully we will come to a resolution sooner than later. It has, you know, and it's been months in the work, honestly, even just for this last few days as we get towards the finish line. Those committees have, it's been months of work getting there so they can show up and actually present some of the things that we are trying to get through to this company at the table. Yeah. So, Bernard, in closing, we got to get back to the room and and make sure that everything is still on the rails. Uh, You know, luckily, we've got our buddy Jason Roberts down there manning the ship for now. But what can we leave the listeners with? Uh, We are going to step away from the mic and hopefully have another one of these out tomorrow. What can, we, what can we say to the pilots uh, on this weekend? Uh, you know what, guys? Uh, thank you all, number one, for your support. Uh, the support at the uh, May 8th picket has uh, resonated throughout, uh, throughout the negotiations, I'll say that. And as well, guys, I want to reach out and say, you guys are professional pilots. I, I love the job you're doing, and please keep doing what you're doing. Bernie, they have been doing a good job. And I think the hardest part about being a line pilot right now and not being in the know, sitting in a hotel room where we're doing negotiations like us is just the the slowing down of information. Certainly, we're going to try to keep everybody updated. But when you have no information, often that's where rumors start. That's where speculation begins. And we know that the pilots trust us. And we know that we can get you guys an agreement that you want to see, that you'll want to read, that you can be proud of. So we ask for your patience. And we understand that it is very nerve-wracking if you don't have information continuously like you've been used to getting over the last week. So bear with us. Thanks again for your patience. We're going to move on and uh, and head back into a meeting here. I want to thank everybody that's joined us today for listening. And we're planning on doing another one of these podcasts tomorrow on Sunday. So once again, thanks for joining us on this episode of PyRep. We'll talk to you tomorrow.